Hello and welcome to A Day in the Life podcast. I'm your host, Kim Eason. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about communication and how active listening will help when delivering services or working with people who have a disability. We'll discuss communication with families and others in another episode, but today I wanted to delve into the basics. When it comes to supporting people with a disability, communication is key. And it's not only what you speak in words, it's body movement, posture, it's tone, it's eye contact and the space you give a person. Everything you don't say and everything you do say is important to the person you're supporting. It is also very important that you hear what is being said as well as see what's not being said in words. These cues will make or break a day. The art of active listening takes you out of your own headspace and allows you to see things from the other person's perspective. It means that you can understand someone else's experience. Communicating with a person with a disability is easy when you know how. Each person may have different needs when it comes to communication, which can sometimes make things seem complex. But if you think about the main points of communication, you'll see that you'll have more success in understanding what someone is trying to tell you. I remember so many of my own friends, including my now husband, say, how do you talk to your brother? My answer would always be the same, the same as you would with anyone else. Communicate clearly, rely on common sense, Use person-first language, putting the person before the disability, and treat adults as adults. Don't talk down to them, and don't treat them as a child. If a person has a carer or another supporting person with them, speak directly to the person. There's nothing worse than completely ignoring the person and their ability to comprehend what you're saying. The supporting person is simply there to assist where needed. Put the person first, not their disability. Ask open-ended questions, however yes-no responses also have their place. If you ask a question, don't interrupt their response pattern. Some people take longer to process what you said and need time to formulate a response. I remember having to tell my dad to count to 10 before he asked my brother the same question again, thinking Pete hadn't heard dad at all. If after 10 seconds the person hasn't responded or acknowledged your question, then feel free to ask a clarifying question like, did you understand what I asked? Or repeat the question in another way. If you ask the question too many times without waiting for a response, you can interrupt their thought patterns and they have to start over again once they've heard the question again. Watch for facial and body cues. Know when they don't want to answer your question. It might be because the topic is too sensitive and they don't wish to provide you an answer. Sometimes closing off is a better protection than actually answering. In this case, choose a different topic or a different question or even use visual cues. Make sure you don't form a judgment about what the person has said. Jumping to conclusions or hearing what you want to hear can make situations worse. Make sure you ask clarifying questions. Use a calm tone of voice, not directive. Sometimes a firm parental voice is not what is needed in some situations. You are not their parent. You are there to support, encourage, assist and guide. The same as if a person has a vision impairment, speak clearly and in a normal voice. There's no need to raise your voice to talk to a person. Listen to what they say and how they are saying it. Are there any issues? Do they seem worried or angry? Allow them some time to express themselves, but never judge a person or impose your own values. Keep distractions to a minimum, but also remember that some people like to be doing something before opening up. Doing something such as cooking or drawing may take away the face-to-face confrontation of a discussion. You can still have a meaningful conversation without the expectation of eye contact or feeling overwhelmed by someone looking at them. 
If you are communicating with someone with a hearing impairment, you need to face the person directly and make sure your mouth is visible as most people can lip read, but don't over exaggerate your mouth movements as this will make it difficult to understand. One of the things that baffles me the most is how many people I see leaning on my brother's wheelchair when talking to him. His personal space includes his wheelchair. A person's mobility aids are their way of moving about and they're their personal items. Taking these away or moving them without permission can detract from the conversation you may be having. I know with my brother he gets quite upset and then he'll start to ignore people or get cranky and yell at them. But he has every right to. They're his personal possession and you're detracting from that conversation and invading his space. In terms of active listening, I like to think of the three A's. Attitude, attention and adjustment. Let's talk first about attitude as this is the most important thing when it comes to interacting and supporting a person. Your attitude towards a person or your environment is vital to set yourself and others up for success. If you come into work with a can-do attitude or with a sense of purpose and positivity, then those around you will start to feel that energy too. They see your eagerness and it starts to rub off. You'll find that people respond better to someone that looks like they're committed to their work and having a little fun. You'll find that they may engage better and communicate with you in a more positive way and you may see results in gaining skills or goals. If you come to work with a negative attitude or a sense of not wanting to be there, then those around you will pick up on that. You will give people in front of you a sense that you don't care or that you're lazy or that the person doesn't matter. Your body language speaks volumes in this instance and may also rub off onto others. Your attitude has a big impact on the person that you're meant to be supporting and those who may be around you for the day. In order to listen well, we have to approach situations with an open mind and a clear perspective to really hear what the person's trying to tell you. You have something to learn from everyone you meet, including the people you are supporting. If you have a good attitude, you'll become a better listener and you'll begin to know and understand what someone is trying to share with you. When giving directions to a person, think of how you're doing this. For example, if you're wanting the person to move from one task to another, think about how you're requesting that change. Don't say, Johnny, we have to go to lunch now. Ask instead, Johnny, are you hungry? Do you want to go for a walk to get lunch or do you want to stay in? By asking, you're giving them a choice and not controlling the situation. If you are trying to engage someone in a new activity, don't say, come and play basketball. Instead, say, Johnny, we're going to play a game of basketball. Would you like to join us? Maybe we could see if you get more hoops than I do. If you know someone is going to take a bit of convincing or motivation to move from a favourite activity or to try a new one, perhaps you could say, Hey Johnny, we're going to play basketball in five minutes. Do you want to finish doing what you're doing and I'll go get the ball and then we'll play? Give them some time to get used to the idea. Another way that you could do this is to have like now and next cards. So now is a picture of the activity that you're doing now and then the other picture under next is what's going to happen next. That way if you post the picture in front of them they get a bit of a visual for what they're going to be doing now and what's coming up for them so they can process that and be ready for when you want to change the activity. The next of the three A's of active listening is attention. Be present, fulfill your duties and have fun but just not at the person's expense and trust me you'll have a great and successful day. 
People pick up on your vibes, your attitude, and whether or not you are paying attention. Then they will act accordingly. If you are bored, preoccupied, distracted, or unwell, you're not going to perform well, and those that you're working with will respond in a way that is counterintuitive to your purpose of being there. In most cases, people do this well, but in some cases, your attention may be on your phone, or talking with others about what you did on the weekend, or complaining about somebody not really paying attention to the task and person in front of you. If you're doing any of these things, then the person does not feel that they can build a rapport or communicate with you. I've watched so many support workers walking along the street or in the shops where they're meant to be supporting a person for the day, but they're not walking with the person. They are two or six steps in front or a few behind. There's no communication, there's no interaction. If a person needed their support and they were two steps or six steps ahead, how would they communicate this? Take time to think about how your actions look to a person that you're supporting. A better way would be to walk beside them and talk about things that matter to the person or build a social story as you go to help alleviate any fears if it's a new environment. Maybe you could look out for hazards or risks if you feel that they might need to be aware of them for future activities. Sometimes the quiet walk is nice, but walking with someone instead of them making them follow you down the street speaks volumes. Over the years, I've heard lots of workers say that they wish they had five more minutes or ten more minutes to build a rapport with someone and get to know them. Walking down the street might be a five minutes to get to know someone. It might make a greater impact than you think. At the end of the day, active, attentive, effective listening happens when you listen to decode and understand what is said, how it is said, why it is said, what is meant behind the words, and what is meant by the body language. If you don't understand, then you need to think about paraphrasing and then repeating what is said. This will not only help you to gain confirmation, but also help you remember what was said. You also need to probe for missing information by asking questions, clarifying anything that you don't fully understand, and remember the style and type of communication that works for each person best. Remember that communication is important. It helps you to understand a person's needs. It helps to build respect and trust, resolve problems, clarify any expectations and responsibilities. It helps improve relationships. It fosters teamwork. You share your ideas together. You learn from each other. You might even learn from the person that you're supporting. It also helps a person to be more assertive. Your words, attitudes and actions impact a person's life sometimes much more than their disability. But the most important thing to remember is be yourself. Relax and be present with a person and really take the time to listen. That's all I have time for you this week, but tune in next week for another episode of Day in the Life podcast. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends. And if you'd like to share your story or know someone who would, please contact me on Instagram or Facebook at Day in the Life Podcast Disability. Have an amazing day and I hope this helps you to help others build the life they choose.